Hi, this is Timothy Pig, and I want to welcome you to Text Driven Podcast, a podcast put out by the Ministry of Fellowship Church in Southwest Florida. Text Driven Podcast exists to equip you to know God and make Him known through text driven preaching and practice. To learn more about Fellowship Church, visit our website, fellowshipchurch.co. In this episode of Text Driven Podcast, we're going to begin a brand new series through a brand new book that I hope is going to answer many questions. We're actually going to go back to the foundation. There is no way you or I can live a text-driven life if we do not understand and have a rock-solid foundation. And that foundation that we need in order to live a text-driven life is an understanding of the gospel. And I want to introduce you to a, a brand new book that was just published this year uh, from our good friends at Northeastern Baptist College. The president of Northeastern Baptist College, Dr. Mark Ballard, wrote a book entitled Words Matter, What is the Gospel? Words Matter, What is the Gospel? I want to go ahead and just encourage you, uh, go on Amazon, pick up this book. It's a short uh, little book, probably not more than uh, 90 or so pages. You can read it quickly. But over these next several episodes, we're going to be looking at the topic of what is the gospel. This is critically important in the day in which we live. And to kind of shape our discussion, I want to read a passage of scripture to you from Galatians chapter 1. Uh, Paul is talking to the church of Galatia, and he says this at the very beginning, beginning in verse 6. He says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Turning to a different gospel. One of the things I am greatly concerned about is that the evangelical church has misunderstood the gospel. That we do not truly understand what is the gospel and what is not the gospel. And this is the concern that Dr. Ballard has in his book, Words Matter, What is the Gospel? So I want to encourage you to pick up this book. Uh, I'm going to walk through the introduction and uh, just point out some of the highlights that I think are so important. Uh, he begins by sharing an illustration about the importance of words. Uh, you think about it. How many times have you sent an email? How many times have you been in a conversation and the person you're talking to, the one who received your email, the person who is on the other end of the phone was confused? Uh, it, it, we live in a verbal society. We live in a communicating society. And inevitably, we have met confusion. When we meet confusion, it normally centers on definitions. Same word can be used. Uh, you can use that word. The person you're talking to can use the word. But for some reason, you're both missing each other in your communication. And it all comes down to definitions. And this is what Dr. Ballard says on page three. He says, words are important. So are definitions. If we use the same words, but different meanings, we don't communicate, we confuse. When you think about the Bible, God has chosen to reveal himself to us in words. And these words help us to know who God is. And it is very important for us to know 
God's definitions to God's words. So when we use words like gospel, what do we mean by the word gospel? And on page three, Dr. Ballard shares what the word gospel means. He goes back to the original language and he says it's the word euangelion. It is uh, a compound word, as he explains. It's euo, which is good, and uh, the second word, angeleo, which is to proclaim or to tell. It's where we get the idea of the gospel is the good news. And he astutely points out something very important about the gospel. He says the gospel is not, on page three, generic good news. We have a tendency to do that, don't we? Whenever we speak of something that is good, for instance, uh, if you go out and you help a neighbor, then you will use language like, I have shared the gospel. Uh, You went and bought groceries for the homeless, and you think that you have proclaimed the gospel. Uh, You will do something kind for your family, and you are demonstrating the gospel. And we need to be careful when we attach all these actions to the term gospel that we do not lose what the word gospel actually means. He gives us a definition of the gospel, and he says, the gospel, it is the good news of how Jesus Christ conquers our sins and gives eternal life to all who believe. He says, if we, on page four, he says, if, however, we use a different dictionary and redefine the gospel, the confusion will be far more serious than dropping by to visit a friend who isn't home. Confusion about the true meaning of the gospel will result in people missing heaven and landing in hell. We need to be very careful with our language. We need to be very careful that we are not walking around and saying, hey, we shared the gospel because we did a benevolent act of kindness. Because in doing that, we are communicating a false hope of one's forgiveness of sins. And they are moving around and thinking that they have an assurance of their salvation because they're going out and doing good things that have been attributed to being gospel things. And in actuality, they have no understanding of the gospel. They do not believe the gospel, nor are they sharing the gospel. So, the gospel has three truths to it that make it up. And he shares that on pages four and five. Number one, Jesus Christ's substitutionary death for sinners. Christ died for our sins. You have not shared the gospel. You have not demonstrated the gospel until you have communicated that Christ died for sinners. Number two, the necessity of his burial. Jesus was buried. He actually died. It's very important that we understand that the burial of Jesus was a real burial. He did not appear to be dead. He did not uh, just go to sleep. He actually died. And then number three, Jesus' physical resurrection. He rose again 
on the third day. Those are the three tenet truths of the gospel. That Christ died for our sins, he was buried in a tomb, and he rose on the third day. Now this comes right out of scripture. It actually comes right out of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, where Paul reminds the Corinthians about the gospel. He says, now I remind you, brothers, in verse 1, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word, that's the gospel, I preached to you. What is the gospel? Verse 3, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. That is the gospel, that Christ died for our sins, he was buried in a tomb, and he rose again. Those are the three important truths of the gospel. So as we continue thinking about that, we understand that many people have hijacked the word gospel and have made good actions simple gospel issues. Dr. Ballard shares a story uh, where the question was proposed, what is a gospel issue? And he quotes what one blogger said. He said, a gospel issue on page seven is one that is essential to a right understanding and practice of the Christian life for those who believe the gospel. He also noted, it seems that the expression, the gospel issue, is a rhetorical move to lend urgency, moral, and spiritual significance to a given point of view. Well, if the gospel is being used simply to make another issue seem more important, then what you have actually done is devalued the pure and true gospel. He says, Ballard says on page 7, and I quote, If one speaks of an action as if it were an essential tenet of the gospel, one redefines the gospel. That's true no matter how good or valid the activity may be. And then he goes into this quote, and listen to it. Feeding the poor is good, but it is not an essential gospel tenet. Defending the unborn is vital, but it is not the gospel. Religious liberty is a Baptist distinctive, but it is not the gospel. Voting for or against a specific candidate is not the gospel. Social justice is not the gospel. Caring for widows and orphans is a mark of a pure and undefiled religion, but it is not the gospel. We need to understand that the gospel is the truthful message that Christ died for our sins, was buried in a tomb, and rose again. Anything other than that is not the gospel. Then what are those things? Well, those things might be an outworking of the first and second commandment. 
The first commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second commandment is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. But the problem is we have made the second commandment, love your neighbor as yourself, part of the gospel, haven't we? Any act of kindness, any act of goodness, any act of charity towards somebody, we have just simply said that is the gospel. Listen to what Dr. Ballard says at the bottom of page 9. He says, No amount of good works or law-keeping can make one right with God. Love the Lord your God is not the biblical gospel. It is a result of the gospel, but it is not the gospel. Love your neighbor as yourself will not break sin's chains. Neighborly love cannot make one a child of God. Such a gospel conversation is a false social gospel conversation. That's very important. Because if you end up making the gospel everything, then the gospel becomes nothing. If everything is a gospel issue, then nothing is the gospel. That's exactly what he asserts on page 11 where Ballard says, loosely referring to anything and everything as a gospel issue robs the biblical gospel of its meaning and power. That which means everything ultimately means nothing. So, I want to ask you, do you understand the gospel? Do you understand that Jesus Christ died for your sins and that he was buried in a tomb and that he rose again on the third day. If you're not certain of that, I want you to reach out to me. I want you to go to our website, www.fellowshipchurch.co and I want you to email me and I'd love to talk with you about the gospel. But maybe you are a Christian. Maybe you do believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins that he was buried in a tomb and that he rose again on the third day, then your mission as a follower of Jesus, as a child of God, is to make Jesus known. It is to share the gospel. You have a responsibility to take those three tenets that Christ died for our sins, was buried and he rose again, and make sure that your neighbor Here's that good news. So make sure that when you use the word gospel, that you are using it correctly. Because if we do not have a correct foundation of what the gospel means, then inevitably we will never be able to live a text-driven life. Because the message of the Bible is a gospel message. And a text-driven life is a life that is lived out from the foundation of a life that's been changed by the gospel. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of Text Driven Podcast. To learn more about Fellowship Church, you can visit our website, www.fellowshipchurch.co. 
where you can find resources like this one, as well as articles and other ways to study your Bible. If you're ever in the Southwest Florida area, we would love to have you visit us here at Fellowship Church. You can find information about our weekly services and when we gather together, and we would love to welcome you uh, to be part of Fellowship Church at one of our services. Until next time, I want to encourage you, live a text-driven life, and make sure we're going out and we're sharing the true biblical gospel. God bless.